Hey everybody, welcome to an end of the year edition of Shot Callers, presented by 48 Minutes Network. I'm your host Kyle Brandon. Joining me, I have two special guests in the Beat Lab. I have my partner in crime, Ben Brown. What's up, baby? And I have producer Tim. We gave him a mic. That's a bad idea. I've yeah. had wine. We, we gave him bottles of wine. We gave him a mic. So this is a fun one. <laughs> Let's get uh, it. This is our end of the year show. So this is our only show for the week. Um, we're going to talk about the Wizards and where they go from here. We're going to talk about LeBron's birthday and um, his wine as well. We talk about LeBron's shoes, our favorite LeBron moments. Uh, we talk about Anthony Davis. We talk about James Harden's incredible uh, last 10 games. Um yeah, it's a really fun one. Um, really laid back, a lot of wine in it. Um, a little Marvin Gaye, a little Drake yeah. uh, influence. So I'll never sit, get the end of that one. Yeah, no, so you sit won't. back, relax, enjoy. Uh, but first, our mates from State Champs. I said, I always remember the wood grain beneath my feet. I never said I was angry, but I think I'm still in misery. But it's what I needed, and it took me by surprise. Sometimes I think I'm mad. Cheers, boys. Cheers. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Uh, we are here. Uh, we got the whole squad except for uh, our boys, Sean and Ryan, of course. Uh, but we're just going to be doing the one show today. And uh, producer Tim, we gave him a mic today. That's dangerous. It is quite dangerous. You gave me a da- you gave we gave me him a-, a mic, and we gave him like a couple bottles couple of bottles. wine. <laughs> I'm on uh, my third bottle today. He's yeah, on his third bottle. He's we, in his cups right now. When Ben and I came and found Tim, he had Marvin Gaye and Take Care on his record <laughs> on his player. Record. <laughs> he, had he had a good right night on last top, night. <laughs> literally right on top. I, I'm not making this up. Um, yeah, unfortunately, he is not making this. So up. this is the best version of Tim I think that we're gonna get. Oh, so. he's gonna be Lucy Goosey. Living my best life. Yes. Um, <laughs> so let's dive into it with um, with the biggest story I think of the week: the Wizards. Dum dum dum. And John Wall. John Wall is going to be uh, out. He's going to be undergoing season-ending surgery on his. Heel, mm-hmm. I think slash Achilles. Is, yeah, I think his Achilles bit, is yeah. involved as well. Um, not great. N- uh, looking forward now that he's going to have that super max extension. Right. So making guys, a lot, making a lot of money. Ben, I'll, I'll go to you first. What do the Wizards do now? Um. Well, I think you got to get rid of Beal, and you immediately have to start tanking. Uh, well, my bad. NBA people don't tank. I'm sorry. Um, you have to start. Playing your, Losing for the future. Playing for your young guys so that they get the, the opportunities culture. to get some game experience um, that will amount in a lot of losses. Does that sound better? It sounds better. Okay. Washington, so, Washington right now is three and a half games out of the eight seed in the East. Right. Woof. Um, without Dwight. Three and seven. In, wall. Three and seven in the last ten. Yeah. I, and I think I, I think they're just going to have to – I think they're going to make a move – Get some draft picks. You'll get you'll get good quality for Beal. Um, you'll get some draft picks for him, or you'll get somebody else that you can move to make some other moves. Um, Otto Porter's another one you probably want to move in though. I know he just signed a contract two years ago. 
Yeah, he's got a pretty big I mean, he's got contract. A, I, I believe it's around $26 million. Right. Yeah. But you still have to move. I mean, you still got to try to move him, clear some space, um, and and try to start tanking for some of those top picks. I mean, the Wizards are what they are. You're not going to win many games with, with Wall. However, I know that we had talked about before that Wall may be the problem. So maybe Wall being gone, but I don't know. Tim, what are your thoughts? So – if it didn't involve losing a draft pick, mm-hmm. I would call Brooklyn and see if they would take Porter again because they signed to that matching sheet. Right. I think without Levert, I think he'd be awesome there. And even when Levert comes back, I think he'd still be really good there. He's a he's, good fit. Yeah, he's a good defensive player. Brooklyn, Kenny Atkins is the defensive coach. Him and uh, Rondé Hollis Jefferson. Yeah, that'd be that a would really be fun tandem, man. As good as wings get. That'd be, you know what I mean? Well, Who yeah, was it? You claimed the Nets, right? The Nets are your squad. The Nets are mine. The okay. Nets are mine, so. Yeah. Defensively, that would be as good as you could get on the wing, for sure. I think, um, you know, like, but I don't want Brooklyn to lose a draft pick because they're going to pick high this year. Right. They're going to have money, so they mean if people want to play there, the opportunity is going to present itself. Right. Um, I know Kyrie Irving's been linked as a potential there. I'm not buying. You, you, you've, you've coached in college. You've coached guys that play college football. Mm-hmm. You know what a soft verbal means. Yes. That's what Kyrie Irving gave the Celtics. Yeah. So. Yeah. It was um, a soft verbal. I don't, not that I said, not that I think he won't stay, but I'm not counting on it until he signs the contract. Yeah. So. I don't have any reason to believe anybody. Mm-hmm. I think that anyone can turn at any moment. Mm-hmm. You look at, I mean, we just have so many examples of it recently. Right. That, like, Paul George wasn't a disgruntled guy right. until one day when he was. Same with Kawhi. Same, you know what I mean? Right. And there's just yeah, so many absolutely. examples of it. LeBron said he wanted to retire in Cleveland. Right, yeah. There's just so many examples of it. So you don't <laughs> you don't know what that's going to look like. Um, but we definitely think they're going to move some people. Trevor Ariza is the newest addition to this team. Mm-hmm. Do we yeah. think Trevor Ariza is going to make it to the end of the year on the Wizards? Uh, He's an expiring. Yeah, so no. Um, I yeah, think I think someone in a playoff hunt is going to want to take have him on their bench. Yeah. Do you think that Washington will take on a bad fifteen million dollar contract? Probably. I mean, they're and already possibly get this year alone. They've taken on Trevor Reese and Sam Decker. And Sam Decker, right? Who did you see that floppy head Friday night against Chicago? <laughs> Good. 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 Thanks, yeah. Sam Decker. <laughs> yeah. So the Wizards are a mess. Um, you know, there's always, and this this might be uh, this might be a stretch. But here's what I think you do, okay, guys? Hear me right. out. You stretch John Wall. You pay ni- you pay $18 million a year for nine years, and you declare bankruptcy. <laughs> so, That's it. Hit bankruptcy. Just hit, hit bankruptcy like any other business can do. Right. Just declare bankruptcy and just clear all of your debt. Can you do it yet? Because the Supermax hasn't kicked in yet. Though. No, right. no, I don't think you can. Yeah. Okay, I think, I yeah, think, so I think the I think, I think that in. they can in 2018, and they can actually do it. Uh, they obviously never will, right? And they'd be in a position like the Pistons, where Josh Smith is still. He's Josh Smith is going to make five million dollars uh, still next year. Bro, never forget that wow. Bobby Bonilla is still being paid by the New York Mets. Absolutely, every day it was a July 11th it's still, every it's, year. It's. Yeah, it's happy Bobby Bonilla Day. July yeah, 11. July eleventh every year he gets what four point nine. Yeah, four point nine million from the, from the Mets. He hasn't played Major League Baseball, let alone play for the New York Mets since like two thousand three. Yeah. Hell yeah! Secure the bag. Hey, <laughs> Secure no, the bag, he, my guy. Hey, that's Honestly, what he did. whoever no his agent is needs to that's be it. my agent. That's it. <laughs> Banks need to be closed on that day. Yeah. I'll go in on Columbus Day. And give me that day yeah. off because that guy's secure in the bag. Oh no, doubt I respect about it. it. No <laughs> doubt about it. I respect it. So Washington's obviously going to be 
I mean, what I thought would be obvious, they're going to be blowing it up, right? We think, yeah. we think they so. have to. Um, yeah. I mean, have they had, has Troy Brown played yet this year? Not much. Yeah. yeah. Not much. So I, I, I thought this would be, I mean, at this point, like, I mean, Yonda Hemi still makes a shit ton of money for them. Yeah, but he pl- plays like almost literally e- never. never. Right, like yeah, he doesn't play. You can't move him because you don't display him. He's not a very good player anymore. I mean, he's certainly not. You can say this better than any of us. He's not the guy he was for the Pacers. No, he is definitely not that guy. So he's like, definitely not they have so guy. many bad contracts that I th- I almost think you have to try to move Beal and Porter just to kind of like you said, clear money. Get I mean, get whatever you can for Bradley Beal because he's a he, you know he's. I wouldn't necessarily say Bradley Beal is a superstar, but I think he's budding. I think if Bradley Beal was in a market like a Los Angeles, like a Boston, like a New York, he'd be a superstar. Yeah, I think that he has maybe not Victor Oladipo, but similar, sure. right? Yeah, a, yeah, two, yeah. a two guard that can score and that's really score. good defensively. Yep, absolutely. Um, I don't know if he can lead a team. I mean, we just haven't seen him in a position to lead a team, I don't think, like Victor Oladipo. Right. But I think that... That could be kind of a, a comp for him. Um, John Wall is. Let's see how old this mother hacker is. Seven. He's twenty eight. Okay. He's twenty eight. His birthday's September sixth, and he's having surgery on his heel. And Achilles, which how know. do we? And and he's a speed guy. Right. Right. That's his game. That was my next thing. Is that that is that surgery going to put him? Because, uh, I mean, what makes him an incredible player is his speed and athleticism. So having yeah. a surgery on your heel or your Achilles at the age of 28, I mean, what, is that, what does that do to your game? I mean, the, what does that put you? The only counter-argument I can make, I actually agree, but I think that we're seeing an example of this in Oklahoma City with Russ. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Russ is same age, right? right. Mm-hmm. And he's had multiple surgeries. Uh on his foot, ankle, whatever, right. lower extremities. And his game is 100% athleticism. Right. Yeah. And he seems to still have that athleticism, at least. Yeah. Hell, not to, like, to a smaller extent, Derek Rose. I mean, yeah. what he's been able to do this year on his bounce back. Like, less, lesser minutes, obviously, lesser role. There it is. But we we're got, finally we got in Derek Rose. We're finally <laughs> seeing, like, you know, like, that's that, that his game is nothing but athleticism. All right. And, yeah. like... But he's able to be productive. Yeah, he's been really productive this year. All right. I, I think my, I think modern medicine, modern medicine continues to. Yeah, grow for sure. And, I totally. Agree that's with the that. point we always go back I mean, to. It's yeah. just like athletes evolve. Yep. You know, so. I mean, we're talking about. I mean, not to bring up college football, but two of the quarterback from Alabama just had ankle surgery like two weeks ago. Complete ankle surgery. Put some rods and stuff through his ankle. Bob tied some things together. He's running full speed last night. Yeah, you look like Cam Newton gets in a car accident and Guys. is playing like three days later. Yeah, you know what I mean, I'm like, like, it's just di- it's airbags just deployed and everything. It's so. just different. All right, That's so great. here's our That's side. Great. Here's our sidebar. Okay, <laughs> here this is for Tim. And go ahead, Tim. Uh, Derek Rose. Okay, got the MVP chance in Chicago. Mm-hmm. How did it make you feel? It was cool. Um, I don't. You know, I know a lot of people, like, they've kind of turned on him, like Bulls fans have. And if you've listened to our shows for however long, you know I haven't. Um, I I didn't necessarily think he'd play at this level again. Not that I think he's, like, MVP Rose or anything like that. But it's the most efficient he's been in a long time. Um, so it was neat to kind of see them recognize, like, he's playing well again. 
I don't know. I mean, he's got to be a six man candidate. I don't necessarily think he's the winner, but he's got to be in the running right Absolutely. now. You know, so Absolutely. it was, it's cool, man. Um, I wish he was playing on a team that was contending for the playoffs. Cause if you remember, he was really good in that series against Houston last year. He was, he was one of the bright spots. Yeah. In that. I mean, and that was when Carl had, you know, was he, struggling and... he had the game where he had eight points mm-hmm. and you know, he just had a couple of performances where Carl really didn't show up. And that's when Rose kind of shined, I think, the brightest. It almost seems like the points they need from Wiggins are getting from Rose right now. And that's not good. Oh, man, Wiggins looked horrible. Did Did he forget his jersey one game? Yeah, he forgot his jersey. (laughs) Pulled Malik Monk on him. Yeah, Yeah. two nights ago or something like that. Yeah, missing free throws at the stretch. Just just really horrible. I I do feel... Would you rather have the future of Andrew Wiggins or the future of Malik Monk? Um, Contract or contracts a thing? Uh, we're we're talking talent. Okay, uh, talent and upside. Um, jeez. I mean, upside. I would st- I'd say Wiggins has the upside. I would too, but I, I don't think Monk's talented. too far behind. No. Yeah, Monk's pretty. I mean, he's probably pretty talented, but I I think Wiggins. I don't, and I don't know if it's a desire of want to. Yeah, I mean, um, contract-wise, I go Monk. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> but, I, I mean, with Wiggins, I don't know if it's a desire one to. I just don't know how engaged he is all the time. I don't think like, he loves just, basketball anymore. Yeah, it just it drives me nuts to be that athletic and that talented to not be, you know, to be an NBA athlete and not be engaged 100% all the time kind of baffles Same. Me. Like, I talk about this all the time about uh, Nick Richards that plays at Kentucky, the center off the bench. Mm-hmm. I don't think he likes basketball. I think he just shows up. He puts his jersey on. When Cal's like Nick go in, he goes, "Okay," because it looks like like he'll be so lax days. Like he'll make plays, but at times it's like I don't know if he really cares. So Andrew Wiggins was at the free throw line when the Timberwolves were in overtime against the Hawks, and they were at home. Mm-hmm. There was about forty-five seconds left on the clock, or so. Um, he missed both free throws. Correct. He gets booed by the fans. He goes to a press conference and says, we've got some shitty fans. We've got some good fans. What do you guys think about Andrew Wiggins getting booed at home? Is that okay? Um, Let, well, let's look at it this way. Um, when you He's draft, not in college. Right. 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 You're, you're getting paid millions of dollars you're to play. You're the number one overall pick. Right. You're the number one overall pick. You're a guy that, that they thought was going to change the franchise. You know, with Carl Anthony Towns, and you've been lackluster. Um, you've been underselling. You've been, you know, non. You know, you just haven't been there. So, for you to walk in and to think that, you know, all of NBA fans of NBA players, all we want is for you to play your hardest all the time. So, like, when I watch the Pacers, you watch the, the Pistons, I just want my guys to play hard. I guess you left the Bulls out of that. Well, I'm sorry. <laughs> they're, not, they're not very good. Kind of, <laughs> <laughs> they're, kind of, they're kind of bleak at the moment. Yeah, we, talk, anyway. we talked about Derrick Rose. That's all you get. Okay, all right, you, get, you got Derrick Rose, This right? isn't my show. You're right. this isn't <laughs> you my got Derrick Rose, you yeah. know what I mean? Uh, but, you know, you want, you want to see guys that you buy into play hard. And, you know, when you watch this guy come out and not give the effort he should give all the time, then you get on the line in a crunch situation and you brick two free throws. Like, like, what, do you, what are you expecting? Like, you, you put yourself here. You've worked hard enough to get here now. Like, take advantage, you know, and I don't feel he does that. Yeah, I agree. And I also think Completely that 
there's a difference between collegiate sports and professional sports. Mm-hmm. I think that it is kind of a, you know, what I mean, I don't, I don't know if I fully agree with booing kids in college. Right. Oh, right. not at all. Yeah, not at not all. all. Right. Not um, at all. But you know, this game is a few days after Christmas. Mm-hmm. I imagine that there's just kids that. For Christmas, one of their bigger presents, or their, you know, what I mean, their biggest present was getting tickets to a Timberwolves game. Absolutely, they go to the game, they get to see this awesome game. It goes into overtime, they're loving it, and then Andrew Wiggins just absolutely just blows it. Yeah, because I don't necessarily have issues with him being booed. I have issues with him coming out and saying we have shitty fans. Yeah, like that's not cool, man. Yeah, yeah. I, I was, like, the they fact didn't... that Glenn Taylor's like, okay. Well, they didn't make the playoffs for how many years? Was right. it 13 years yeah, until last like year? They traded the best part they had for a decade to get Andrew Wiggins. Mm-hmm. Like, they put so much on him. Yeah. And he just is like, we have shitty fans. Like, yeah. that's not cool. Like, no, you have shitty small forwards. That's what you That we're number 22. That's right. what we've got. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Well, the people, I always laugh that when people talk about this cast team, it's like, they should have just kept Wiggins. I'm like, why? Yeah. Like, what would he would have brought to the table? They would have had a lot more cap space. That, yes. That but, they would have. Well, especially now. Yeah. Right. But, yeah. But, no, I don't think they would have won the championship. I don't either. Who's he going to stop in that Warriors team that like, right. they beat? And you wouldn't have got that Kevin Love locking down Curry. Right. At yeah. the end of Honestly, right. the most underrated moment of that finals. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Um, which we're going to... Let's get into that. Let's okay. get it. Sure. I think that's a good transition. Uh, LeBron's birthday. Yes, sir. LeBron, happy, happy birthday. Happy birthday. In celebration, we have, uh, we're drinking wine, of course, because <laughs> that's what LeBron does when he's at Dude, work. What the so. heck? Hold on, man. <laughs> so this guy walked into his job with a glass of wine. Yeah. I love it. Which, like, I know that I, I saw people on the internet, like, like, he shouldn't be able to show up at his job with a glass of wine and I'm like, yeah, but also if I showed up at my job and I dunked on someone, right. like <laughs> that would be fr- you know what I mean? right. like it's just totally it's different totally rules. Different, yeah. It's a different job. Absolutely. So there's jobs where you can dunk on people and jobs where you can show up with a glass of wine. And jobs where you can show up with a glass of wine and, and then there's he ain't driving. Right. It's fine. It's actually fine. Uh we all know LeBron does not drive. Correct. Doesn't, right. doesn't drive. If wasn't you've playing. Ever seen his Snapchat? Yeah. If you're this guy his Instagram, does not drive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He sits in the back of a of a Bentley Continental or a, you know whatever he's. Well, there was the one game he showed up with like like one of those like old fashioned cars. Yeah. The Staples mean, Center and it was like yeah like he doesn't drive. He wasn't playing that night. I mean, so in honor of LeBron, uh, we can talk about what our favorite version of LeBron is mm. and our favorite LeBron moment, and we can kind of reminisce. I'm down. Uh, one of the best players and one of our favorite players collectively, I believe. <clears throat> Go. uh, the GOAT. There you go. Ooh. Tim, okay. Tim, I know you're passionate about LeBron. And yeah. Tim, you just gave me a pair of LeBron 15s. I did. Some of my favorite LeBron shoes. I'd say my favorite LeBron shoes I actually claimed before yeah. before you handed them to me. Uh, That's love. What are your favorite LeBron shoes? My favorite LeBron shoe. So I've, I've talked about it. I'm, I'm accustomed to these Zoom generations because I love like something that starts things, except for the KD one. That shoe's awful. Um, like the Air Jordan one's my favorite sneaker. So Airs and Generations are up there, but also I really love the LeBron tens. LeBron tens were like my favorite for a long time. And that's in the generation where they looked robotic and clunky and like Decepticon. The 11s is when it gets really gross. Oh yeah. I'm like, Ugh. or it's like ah, Domo Arigato. <laughs> yeah. Cause I used to have the Christmas 11s where that, that the snowflakes on them. Yeah. And that shoe is clunky as hell. Yeah. It looks like it's made of like 
very hard plastic. Yeah, like the whole thing. <laughs> so, um, but the 15s and 16s, I've really grown accustomed to because it's it's so what, what Nike uses is called the um, war wire, the like okay. fly wire and stuff like that. And he like it mixes everything. They made the shoe to where it's going to be a lot more flexible with his feet because the game he plays. And I really like. You know, the yeah, LeBron it's, watch. It's comfortable for him when he's on defense and yeah. he's not doing a lot of moving around. And then it can also be kicked into gear on offense when he tries. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, Love you, LeBron. And then uh, <laughs> you kicked my, you kicked my leg. Oh, LeBron watch. They started last year. Okay. It's like the coolest thing. So if you use the sneakers app, um, there's a thing where like every so often he'll wear a special pair of sneakers that they'll put on their app for like 10 seconds. Any sneakerhead that collects knows the sneakers app is a giant asshole. Um, so, and like he's done different things. Like he did the Diamond Turf homage to Deion Sanders. He did the Ken Griffey Jr. ones, which I'm a proud owner of. Which are the, might be the dopest shoes. Those, yeah. Those ones are fire. Yeah. Those ones are fire. He did the original Nike box where he did the orange one with the giant, the original Nike logo on the side. And then he did like the Air Max 95s, which is like a really, really popular Air Max. So this year he started it on Christmas Day. He did the Super LeBrons that were LeBron 3s. He did the 16s version of that. And uh, so I thought that was always cool. In regards to my favorite LeBron moment, like, God, there's probably 10,000. I mean, this is – I remember – we talked about this when we were on our old um, Dropping Balls days. Mm-hmm. It was um, – you know, Wait, I don't, th- I don't know if I'm familiar with Dropping Balls. So Dropping Balls was our draft history podcast. Oh, that's pretty dope. So we would, go, we would, like, go back and we would talk about, like, draft – the top ten, and we would redraft it. I'm glad it's not a male puberty podcast. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was a double entendre. <laughs> Just <laughs> so, guys, my voice started getting deeper right. today. Yeah. When it's time to change. <laughs> Good. Because, um, you know, I've been watching LeBron going back to St. Vincent St. Mary. Yeah, when they were on ESPN, if you remember, there was a while they were putting their games on pay-per-view. Um, but honestly, the most underrated LeBron moment, because the finals, the Miami Heat days are obviously amazing. Miami Heat LeBron is my favorite LeBron ever. But 06, I think it's the first round, they're playing the Wizards. The Wizards are up two and over, uh, they're up one in overtime. Gilbert Arenas on the foul line 15 seconds ago. Gilbert Arenas misses the first shot. LeBron literally walks up from the, from, the, from the arc, walks over to him and goes, just so you know, if you miss this shot, you guys are going to lose. He misses the shot. The Cavs win. The series was 3-2 at that moment. And you said that's in 06, so LeBron was 21. 21? 21 th- years old. Yeah, I think... Was Assassin. That, was that his first MVP? Could couldn't call it. Yeah, I couldn't remember off the top of my head. But yeah, like that was kind of the beginning of like, holy shit, this guy is here. Like and then obviously next year is, you know, they go they play they have the series with the first Celtic series that's really good. Is is that free throw line moment more impressive than Michael Jordan? Saying, Hey, watch, I'm gonna close my eyes and I'm gonna make it. I think so, because they were losing. Okay. That was like and this isn't any disrespect to MJ. Sure. That's not my thing. Right. Um, but I mean, that's straight up telling someone, "I'm gonna beat your team." <laughs> like, I'm gonna beat your. I'm team. down right now, I'm, but I'm gonna kick your ass. I'm gonna beat yeah. your team. Yeah, it's different than saying I'm gonna make a free throw. Right. right. And yeah. like, so I always thought that was that was always a cool moment for me. Absolutely, absolutely. Favorite, and you said your favorite LeBron is Miami Heat LeBron. Yeah, that was just like the height of his powers. It seemed like the most fun team I've ever, I ever remember watching. Yeah. When we talk about our league pass rankings, which we did, which was a really fun podcast, which is which teams are the most watchable. I think that like my the Miami Heat with LeBron is like the definition of 
a league pass team because it's the most watchable Absolutely. team that, I, in my opinion, is the most watchable team of all time. There was like an insane highlight every night. Yeah, I mean, every night it was just like every. We're just only going to score on the fast break, yeah. and it's just going to be like a dunk contest, yeah. and it was awesome. We're out running. It's. I just remember so up. well the year that he finally won when they beat the Thunder, mm-hmm. and just like how cool of a moment that was, and how neat it was to see him have the trophy finally. And I was like, it always kind of stuck with me. Because you could just see, like, he was like, God, I fucking did it. Fuck. Yeah. Ben? Um, my favorite shoe is the one Tim just showed me. The Ken Griffey's. <laughs> the Ken Griffey's. Those might be the sickest shoe I've ever seen in my life. Those things are ridiculous. So what we need to do is take a picture of those, and let's put them, put them up. Uh, on the IG? Yeah, on the IG, because those shoes are sick. Um, but my favorite moment um, is I've got it pulled up here on YouTube. Um they were playing the Celtics, and oh, LeBron, yeah. they get a back tap. They get a back tap from your boy, uh, was it Norris Cole? So Norris Cole gets a back tap, and he t- tips it to LeBron, or tips it to Dwayne Wade, and Wade throws it up to LeBron and catches Jason Terry sleeping on his Oh, my gosh. It, that might have been one of the absolute sickest things I've ever seen. Because it was a no-look pass. Norris throws it up. And, I mean, he just catches him underneath and just, uh. And I just remember watching that, and I was like, gosh, LeBron. Is I just... feel like I've just seen, like, a million versions of that in I know. Miami. It's still, yeah. like. It's so good. I honestly think you kind of just referenced the Celtics not to ever talk over you. No, you're good. Um, I think we could do a whole pod just on game six. Yeah. Down 3-2. Yeah. Everything's like LeBron's never going to win the title. Yep. Just like the freaking the stare at tip-off, mm-hmm. everything about that game. We could do a whole show on that game alone. Yeah. And, like it would be like, – and I could just play Absolutely. by play by play by play. He gets re- – I mean that game got Ray Allen out of Boston. Oh, yeah. You know, like. Absolutely. So, yeah. So that's probably one of my favorite LeBron moments. Um, of course – my favorite LeBron is, of course, like you guys, Miami Heat LeBron. I mean, he was just unreal. Him and Wade and all the other characters that they had there, you know, from Ray Allen to Shane Battier to Norris Cole to Mario Chalmers to, I mean, the list goes on and on. I mean, those, that. Greg Oden. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> That's tough for the Ohio State. That was a tough one. But, um, but yeah, just him at the peak of his powers, just being dominant. Uh, being able to to play with another great and Dwayne Wade, I mean, it was just a lot of fun. It was just fun basketball. So that would be my favorite. That was my favorite moment, but that was my favorite LeBron for sure. So my favorite favorite LeBrons are the ones that Tim just gave me. The LeBron Fifteens <laughs> with the uh, we're all a little custom to this. Yeah, with the with the gray colorway. So mm-hmm. um, my favorite LeBron moment. This is going to be uh, borderline cliche, but it's. Probably my favorite moment in sports besides when, like, I thought the biggest thing that happened in sports in my lifetime, I was born in 92. I thought the biggest thing that happened in sports in my lifetime was when the Red Sox broke the curse, right? Yeah, yeah. Just the storyline of it with the bloody sock and coming back and just everything about it just seemed so Hollywood unbelievable. Mm-hmm. And it was just, it felt like it was on the biggest scale ever. And I don't really remember I don't know if it's just, like, uh, nostalgia, but it seemed like sports were so big then, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's how I felt in 2016 as well. I felt like it was kind of relived in 2016. Yeah. When Le- when LeBron won the title, I felt like that 
I felt like LeBron winning that title might be the best sports story ever. Or at least it needs to be mentioned in the best sports story ever. I think the Celt- or the the Red Sox title will be in there too. But I think that 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 LeBron title will be in there, and yeah. just everything about it. Um, I don't know. It it doesn't seem like Disney Channel would even be able to write that kind of movie. No, right? No, just yeah. Everything about it. The, you know, like the suspension. Going right. to like going to practice, and they just have the picture of him like with his headphones on. It says like no teams ever come back from three one. He's wearing the Undertaker shirt. Like it was so cool, man. Just insane. Um, doing it for your hometown, saying that you're going to bring Cleveland a title, and again, Cleveland was in a drought, um, similar to Boston. Mm-hmm. So it just seemed like there was so much against him. A seventy three win team, mm-hmm. right? And they it, it just seemed like Golden State. There was no way Golden State could ever be stopped, uh, and LeBron just. And LeBron came out and said, "That's when I won that title in 2016. That's when, in my mind, I became the greatest player ever." And I, I, I might agree with that. You yeah. know what I mean? So that was that was probably my favorite moment. Um, you know, the I Promise School. I, really I think cool. we can all yeah, agree. That's awesome. You know, that's something that we talk about all the time on the regular because it's just a really awesome moment. And uh, yeah, I don't know. It just seems like he's been transcendent in sports and just kind of the textbook athlete he's not uh you know he's not this might be a silly thing but he's not gambling or he's not smoking cigars he doesn't have trials against him right he's not bragging about how many women he slept with anything like that it just seems like he's like a picture perfect athlete mm-hmm. yeah um and i don't know just everything about it is it it, it all seems like surreal yeah you know what i mean and yeah. uh it's really cool to see it is. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah. It's been I, neat. I'm not ready for it to be over. Yeah, I don't I can't I really can't imagine an athlete that is like flawless like him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I understand like Or more this. transcending. I mean Absolutely. He's been he's been a trendsetter, he's been an icon, he's been in movies, he's been in films, he's a family guy, he started a school. There's so many things he's done yeah. that have been just so positive for not only just you know, not only just for his home city of Akron, but all over. I mean, he's a global icon. Yeah, and you kind of like, if you think about it, the worst thing he did is the decision. Like, right? Who cares? Right? You know, like he still raised money. It yeah. was do- it wasn't done the right way. It was. It's he's still st- for the boys and girls it was club. For the boys right. and girls club. He raised money for that. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And he's he's admitted he's like, okay, I didn't do it the right way, and like, so. Which honestly, I mean. If that's the worst thing, you know what I mean? Like, if that's the worst mm-hmm. thing that he's doing on his record, you're doing it good. Yeah. You're yeah, doing so it really considering good. Considering some people think Michael Jordan got his dad killed, like, we're all right. All right. Yeah, you're you know? okay. <laughs> that's a different podcast, guys. That's, that's, a different, that's a totally different podcast. <laughs> yeah. That's, we don't have enough wine bottles for that Yeah, one. we'll do that one on uh, on MJ's birthday. So, uh, <laughs> but LeBron, cheers to you. Cheers to you, my friend. We're raising a glass Absolutely. to you. So, uh, happy birthday. Happy birthday. Big man. Big man in the go. Those sound really cool. Yeah. So, <laughs> talking about players that are playing right now, not sitting on the sidelines, watching their teammates, uh, figuring out who he needs to keep Conspiracy. for this for this Anthony Davis trade. <laughs> Let's talk about some people conspiracy. that are at play. Right. I know. I love. I love that conspiracy. We talked about it. We talked about it last week on uh, Forty Eight Minutes. So check that episode out as well. Wonderful episode. So thank you, buddy. It was. It was Let's talk possible. about. The Rockets, where LeBron James didn't go this offseason. Let's talk about James Harden. If you could do me the honors 
and raffle off James Harden the last 10 games. Absolutely. What my guy is rocking. Because it has been just an absolute clinic. Yeah, he has been they, just... The Rockets are 9-1. and one. They have stormed back without Chris Paul. Yeah, so James Harden. Uh, last 10 games, 39.4 points, 8.8 assists, 5.9 rebounds, 63.8 true shooting percentage. 38 <laughs> minutes a game, they're 9-1. and one. No Chris Paul. Which part of that is the most impressive part to you? Is it the record, the points per game, the shooting percentage? What part of that really gets gets you going, gets blood to your parts? Um, I say it's the 9-1. and one. I mean, because everybody that says that somebody that takes over the game like that and is that ball, ball heavy usually doesn't lead to Ws. Um, it usually doesn't lead to wins. But for him to be able to do that and dominate a game on all, you know, on two of the three, I mean, he still didn't play in defense, but two of the three phases of the game, I mean, for him to be able to do that and be that effective in their team, be 9-1, and one, um, without, you know, Chris Paul, who's their, you know, who's been their point guard and, and their supposed leader, um, that's pretty impressive, man. I mean, for him to go 9-1 and one without Chris Paul and put up that kind of numbers when we were talking about all these other MVP candidates, I mean, he's he's been out, I mean, lights out these last 10 games. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. I think the one that gets me is how efficient he's doing it on, man. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It's crazy. And it, and it seems like just watching him um, the last few games, I went back and I watched the last few games that Harden played, and you kind of know that, like, around the three-point line, if he does, like, the dribble between his legs, mm-hmm. you know he's about to do the step back. He does it anyways. He was doing it over Anthony Davis, just stuff like that, where, like, he was shooting it over Anthony Davis. He was shooting it over Drew Holiday. It was just, I don't know. Yeah. Well, was, and I thought I know we talked about it, too. Like, it's, it's, it's a rarity – um, for an NBA player to be so hand dominant, so like whatever may, move he makes, you know he's getting to his left hand. You know he's either getting fouled or making a layup. You know he's stepping back to the left. You know the move he's going to make. Yet he continues to dominate. I can't tell you how many times I've watched them play, and a guy will come out and challenge him square up, and I'm like, why would you challenge him square up? You know he wants to get to his left hand, but you can't stop it. So, something else really impressive, right? We're talking about the last 10 games and how he's been going off for so many points the last 10 games. Here are some of the teams that he's played. Think about these defenses that he's scoring 40 points a game on. Mm-hmm. The Pelicans, the Celtics, the Thunder, Good defense the Heat, the Jazz, the Grizzlies. Are you kidding me? Yeah. That's insane. Those are those are all pretty good defensive teams. That's insane, man. I mean, he's he's playing against some pretty good defensive teams, and he's putting up video game numbers. So Memphis is number two in in uh, opponents' points per game allowed. Boston's number four. Utah's five. OKC is six. Miami is seven. I mean, he, he's putting this up against top seven defenses. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's 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 ridiculous what he's doing. Um, it, it's been impressive. Yeah. I think the cool part about it too is that for for you to average close to forty points and still have um, like eight assists, 
Like, it's not like, I mean, you're... Is it eight or eight point? It was like, I think it was eight flat, I think. Okay, eight flat. Yeah, so, I mean, for you to average eight assists um, on, you know, on 40 points, like, that's... Not only are you trying to score, but you're also being a distributor. I mean, you're also being a uh, a leader of your offense. I mean, that's that's impressive, man. I mean, my man is sixty four percent true shooting. Bro? He, he's riding around. And he's getting <laughs> I mean, it. He's riding around and getting it. That's. I mean, that's money time, bro. That's money time. Yeah, that's about as impressive as I've seen. And I don't know. I don't know how you leave him out of the starting lineup for the All Star game. I don't know how he's not in the top conversation for the MVP race because the teams how many games have the teams played right now I mean well let's look at if he's been like 100% dominant for 10 games and they've played what yeah the Rockets right now they've played 35 games they played 35 so a third of the games he's been like incredible unheard of incredible so yeah um yeah I think he's I think he's definitely in that conversation um have you guys cast your all-star ballot yet? Um, I voted already. I have not. I have not either. But I plan on it. I plan it's on it. It's really tough. It's, yeah. And we were talking about that earlier. I mean. It's really you, tough. You got, what, four guard spots. Four guard spots. Um, and there's going to be some guys that are going to be on the outside looking in, which it's no knock on them because they've played well. But, I mean, if you're in the West, I mean, you're Westbrook, you're Harden. Your Chris Pauls, your Damian Lillard, so your Darren Curry, Fox. Curry, Harden, Curry, Curry, and Harden are locks. Obviously, yes. right. I would say that Lillard's probably a lock. Probably yeah. a lock. So then, like, what do you do with that guard spot? Russell Westbrook's averaging a triple double. Now he's super inefficient. Right. Super inefficient. All right. I think he's got like, and, and we could pull this up. I think he has like a forty percent true shooting percentage. Ouch. Which is insane. Yeah. It's like super inefficient. But also his team is winning. He's ball dominant on a team that's winning mm-hmm. and he's averaging a triple double. I don't know how How do you he, keep him off? How does he not make it? Right. right? If you're averaging a twenty point triple double and your team is like the second best team in the hardest conference, mm-hmm. I mean right. that might be the resume. Right. And it's, and it's, How much do you weigh efficiency in, in your right. MVP voting? Well, He's hitting 2.6 blocks a game right now. That's crazy. That's nuts. I, I what? Also, yeah. Oh, my gosh. That is nuts. That's nuts. Um, I also know that he's averaging – how many rebounds is he averaging again? He is averaging uh, 10.8. 10.8. So 10.8 he, to assists. So he has the most uncontested rebounds – of yeah. anyone in the league averaging seven or more rebounds a game. So when you say that he's, like, really, really attacking the glass, like, he's not really attacking it against people? My bad. Too much wine. That's 2.6 steals. Oh, well. That's still, That's still steals in the league. Steals and blocks. I, I like to put those in the same kind of, you know what I mean? I, I like to add them up and be like, all right, how many you got total? Yeah. You know, it's like whip in baseball. Yeah. There you go. Whip. <laughs> I don't know what like any of the baseball stats mean. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about that on another show. Okay. Yeah, that whip whip stat is crazy. Yeah, I just like there's like too many baseball stats that just <laughs> I don't know. There is. Yeah. Basketball's kind of getting that way. Basketball is getting that way, and I got in a discussion the other day. Oh, maybe it wasn't the other day. It was a few months ago. Where like I I don't remember what I brought up. I brought up like points per game and like per, mm-hmm. and someone was like, huh, "You stoic." you know, 
brute. How dare you bring up points per game in PER? And I was like, yeah, I mean, I guess, like, it's not, like, the most advanced stat, but, like, you could still say it. Yeah, like, absolutely. Jeez. Like, Oh, man, this guy, like, hated. He was offended. Oh, oh, <laughs> How dare you? Oh, I scoff. Yes. Oh. Oh. Sophomoric mind. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like I, I was. scoff at your PR. Yeah, some moron. It was just like, I was like, okay, man. Like, I guess I didn't pick the one advanced stat that was perfect for Right, you. for you. Yeah. So. It is tough. Is there any stats that you guys value more than others, especially when we look into all-star voting? Um, I like a player efficiency rating a lot. I like a PER. I think yeah. it's really important. Um, you got it. Like, if you're a, if you're below 15, man. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I can't put you in the all-star PER is probably the For biggest sure. one. For I sure. Mean, Here's the problem, though. Boban is, like, the all-time goat in PER. True, yes. Right. Because he's seven nine, they just put, <laughs> right. the ball put the ball there. Yeah, so like, I mean, he dumps without leaving the ground. So here's the, you know what I mean? There's just no perfect stat. No, there's not. I yeah. mean, you know, like when you see a guy like has like a seventy three percent three point percentage, because like, oh, you've took seven shots this year. Cool, you've made six of those. That the math doesn't add up, right. I know, but you catch my gist. Yeah, absolutely. I think that it kind of has to be. It has to be the eye test supported by stats. Stats, right? You know I, what I mean? I and and there that. has to be multiple kind of stats in there. It can't just be like – because, again, Russell Westbrook, like if you just look at Russell Westbrook in like a, a box score on the ESPN app, mm-hmm. you'd be like, oh, this guy is incredible. He's and like it. he's obviously the best player. Right. Um, but, you know, I he might – I don't know. You know, he's, he's probably the second best player on the team. No disrespect to Steven Adams, but – <laughs> How dare you disrespect Steve now? All right, so here I go. I'm going to eat crow right now. You guys Oh, eat, I know this eat is it going. up. All right. Hold on. Hold on. Before we move on. So we were, talk, we're, we were talking about Westbrook tonight, okay? So tonight they played the Mavericks. They lost by two. Westbrook was four for 22 from the field. I'm saying, when does efficiency like outweigh four your numbers? For 22 from the field. He's averaging, like, 22 points a game, but it's taking him, like, and again, I don't have the numbers in front of me. I think it's taking him, like, 18 shots to yeah. get 22 points. He had nine points tonight. And Four like, of 22. Yeah, Zach Levine can score 22 points on 18 shots. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. D'Angelo Russell can score. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Like, give, give any halfway talented NBA player 22 shots. Sure. Oh, wow. That's crazy. Uh, let's see. On the turn, Paul George. 12 of 24. Oh, my gosh. 36 points. My guy. I mean. Make sure you like, check out our article on. Uh, playoff P. Playoff P to MVP on Absolutely. 48MinutesNetwork.com. I mean, but on 24 shots. So, two more shots. 36 points. So, like, where did, where did, so when do you start looking at that efficiency? I mean, that efficiency is terrible. Yeah. Again, I think you have to, like, weigh it just. I don't know. I, th- I think that everyone has their own kind of unwritten formula in their head on on what they use on, you know what I mean? You're watching the games and you're seeing this, you're seeing that. Mm-hmm. You kind of weigh in their records a little bit. I'm sure that whether you want to or not, you weigh in the storyline. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And then you have to weigh in efficiency too, so. Of eight from three tonight. <sighs> He's shooting like 22% yeah. from three. <laughs> it's brutal. Yeah, it is brutal. Of eight. All right, here I go, guys. Go ahead. 
I'm gonna eat crow. Eating crow. Um, if you're watching this, you feel free to skip forward. There's, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just gonna admit I was wrong. How many people be watching this? YouTube. Don't we have a YouTube? Tim, you're cut off. No more wine. <laughs> All right. Here I go. Probably a good idea. So, uh, about a week ago, I went on this pod. And I took the very, very unpopular stance bashing Anthony Davis. Mm-hmm. I said, Anthony Davis is putting up numbers, yet his team is not winning enough. He has good players on his team in mm-hmm. Drew Holiday, Miritich, Randall. He's one more fine. Um, and they were allowing, I don't know what it was at the time of the podcast, the third most points in the paint per game. Mm -hmm. And I said, at what point does Anthony Davis carry his team, similar to like a Giannis carrying the Bucs, okay? I want to formally say I was wrong. Okay. I watched that Anthony Davis 48-point game, (laughs) and he carried the team, and he was a monster. And there was the play of the year in that game. So go back and watch that game or watch the condensed version of that game if you have to on on League Pass. It was Anthony Davis goes up. He blocks a shot. The shot starts going down the court, um, and this is against Dallas. And um, DeAndre Jordan grabs, grabs the loose ball. Anthony Davis then rips the ball from him. So he gets a, he gets a block and then a steal within three seconds. Mm-hmm. Then Anthony Davis gets an assist because he throws it all the way across the court to Etwan Moore, who throws it down for, like, an ESPN top ten play. Mm-hmm. And it was an incredible, you know, if you were a coach, you'd just be, like, weeping. You know what I mean? It was right. just, like, beautiful basketball. Right. And he did carry the team. And Luca had an incredible game. I think he had somewhere in the mid-30s for points. Luca also couldn't miss. 34. Um, I fully expect Tim to get to a point tonight where he's drunk enough and buys a Luca jersey. That's really our goal. <laughs> that's what he's doing right now. You don't that's, even see it. That's it. I really hope that he's on, he, his phone right that now, he's on some like jerseycave.com. <laughs> Give me 300 retweets for a free Luca jersey. I, uh, I got a little bit of problem with, with them, but you know, it's okay. What's up? I got a little problem with Jersey Cave. Yeah? They made a Tua Tagaluva jersey. I really appreciate that he's going to make money off that. Yeah, that's a whole nother. <laughs> yeah. Don't get me started on NCA. Wait, you can come on. Hey, I do need someone to fill in that large bid this week. Ooh. Wait, what do if you? what if you got paid to do a uh, a basketball podcast, though? a college basketball podcast? Would you take money for that? I mean, but oh, sure, but, but I'm also not a player. But you would be making money off of a player's likeness. How would I be making money off a player's likeness? If you got paid to do a, a college so, podcast? So the fact that that kid... That's no different a than a jersey. With his last name on it? Yeah, you'd be talking about Tua. Sure, but no, it's pretty different. I don't know. I know you like to be the antagonist, but you're wrong. Yeah, <laughs> I definitely like to be the antagonist, but... It's only one time I've been wrong, and it's about Anthony Davis. So. <laughs> That's the one time? That's the yeah. one time? I'd like to welcome back our listeners that fast-forwarded through that. <laughs> through that. Through uh, just to be but clear, I've never been wrong. In context, I, I, I've not ordered the Luka jersey yet. Okay. The night's well, still young. The night is young. The night is young. And you don't sleep, so. Yeah, Perfect. God, isn't that the truth? Uh, anyways, Anthony Davis clearly made an impact, causing his team to win. Oh, I, 
Can we go over the Anthony Davis and Lucas stat line from that? Go. So, Hit Anth- me. Anthony Davis, 43 minutes. Okay. 20 of 32. Mm-hmm. 17 rebounds, 48 points. Luca, 10 of 16, 7 of 10 from three-point range. I, I, I said, when, like, points. the first thing I said when I walked through the door, like, besides making a comment at the uh, Marvin Gaye and take care record. <laughs> take care records out with the wine was, bottles was, scattered man, about. Man, did you see the Luca game? He didn't miss. Yeah, he was. <laughs> he on, didn't. He shot he was, on, he was on fire. Yeah. On fire. I will say that Anthony Davis's footwork is, like, uh, is unreal. Butter. It's yeah. unreal, it's butter. man. Yeah. He, it just... You can tell, like you can tell, guys that are students of the game because they go back and look at other people's footwork, and you can see. I mean, you can see a little bit of Tim Duncan in his game. Mm-hmm. You can see a little bit of Olajuwon in his game. Even I, some I saw guards. Tim. I saw Tim Duncan. In yeah, it, like when I watched like his yeah. footwork, the way he moves, like you can see those things where those guys have, where he he's looked at those guys and the way they play in the post and where they play on the perimeter. He, he's really smooth. I will say I did lose respect for DeAndre Jordan in that game. <laughs> I guess whatever respect I had for DeAndre yeah, Jordan. I don't, I don't know if I was oozing respect for DeAndre Jordan. Like... <laughs> uh, <laughs> don't plan to have him on the pod anytime right. soon, I'll say that. Um, but if he wants to. Well, he just didn't really guard Anthony Davis. or uh, Maybe I missed those plays, but it seemed like they had, uh, what, Dwight Powell or whatever yeah. on him. And I was also like, why are Dwight Powell and DeAndre Jordan on the court at the same time? Yeah. Like, this is like 1980s basketball or something. <laughs> Twin Towers. Right. Like, to have them and Harrison Barnes, and I was just like, oh my gosh, man, I hate this. Yeah, and Dennis he... Smith Jr. can't shoot either, and I was like, right. no wonder Luke is hawking up threes. Like, <laughs> everyone else is playing in the paint. paint just, right. At that point, just put J.J. Bray on the court. Just, yeah, just, for real. Right. No, you might as well have like it's all fifteen foot jumper team there. Yeah, <laughs> Dennis Smith Jr. just like sitting on top of Dwight Powell's shoulders mm-hmm. and like just everyone in the paint at the same time. But uh, yeah, he just it didn't really seem like DeAndre Jordan was guarding Anthony Davis, and it was really weird to me. And Anthony Davis would always guard Dwight or wow Dwight Dwight Howard. Wow. Oh whoa, hey hey who's hey. <laughs> the one drunk on one? Hey Kyle. hey whoa hey, hey whoa. Hey. Um, uh, you can get drunk on. Yeah, that was that was the uh, second time I've ever made a mistake. So, um, yeah, I don't know. It's just weird. It was weird. It felt like it felt like he should have. Felt like the lineup was too big. Yeah. I really did like Dennis Smith Jr. though driving yeah. the paint. He yeah. looks really good driving. He's the super paint. athletic, man. I mean, super athletic. I, I still believe. I still stand by my thought. He got robbed in the dunk contest. I thought his dunk in the first round should have put him through. Yeah. I, do you guys think he's gonna leave the team? It, th- it sounds like they're shopping in more. It sounds like they're shopping, shopping yeah. yeah. So but where to? I don't know. I mean, it's like he's shown like glimpses. Yeah. I guess kind of use my Brandon Ingram point. He's shown glimpses, but we haven't seen the whole package yet. So I don't know. So here you go, Detroit. Huh? I'm down. Yeah. Detroit. Put him, yeah. Bring him to Detroit. Um, Chicago? Sure. Sure. Well, instead of Chris Dunn? I mean, yeah. I just I don't like Chris Dunn. I think him and Zach Levine are both go-to-the-rim finishers, though. Yeah, like, defense so is not going to be a thing. Yeah, I don't know if that's... You know what's really weird? Chicago averages the lowest 
points per game. Their offense. I thought that their offense would score so much. Yeah. I and warned you. I warned you, and you talked me into believing in my own team. I did. You did? I did. I yeah. thought, this is the year, man. The Bulls are winning. The Bulls are winning six. <laughs> the Bulls are winning six championships with this team. So on hoops, on hoops hype. I was looking at an article earlier of Dennis Smith Jr. trade possibilities. So here are the four oh, teams good. that they have listed. Pistons are one. Pistons are one. Hell yeah. Clippers are another one. The Clippers are another one. Okay. Okay. Um, well, yeah. Sure. Yeah. But Shay. Yeah, but he could be the off-ball guy. True. True. Yeah. I think that's kind of where he should be. He doesn't bring the ball up the court now. Right. So I think he should be the off-ball guy that kind of drives to the hoop. Yeah. Uh, Phoenix Suns? Sure. I think that would be a yeah. good fit. Booker can shoot. Or, you know, used to be able to shoot at least. Uh, yeah. yeah, he's shooting 32% yeah. from three this year, but... Um, Maybe that'll come up. Uh. Yeah, he set a record in three-point contest. He I don't did. think he's going to be eternally bad at shooting. No, he's, I think eventually. I think we know he's a good three-point shooter. It's just not right. not happening this season. Um, and the fourth one, the New York Knickerbockers. Okay. In like a trade for Neil Aquina? Yeah. The draft pick, they probably, everyone's like, should they have made that pick now? Because remember LeBron came out, he's like, they should have taken Smith Jr. instead of Neil Aquina. Yeah. And now like, now Lee Aquina's like, played decent defense enough? Yeah, Neil Aquina's like <clears throat> Lonzo Ball without his dad. Right. <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> you're like, wow, a, lank, a lanky 6'5", six, 6'6", six, six point guard that doesn't shoot threes, but he can assist and he can really lock down a defender. Right. I'm like, are you talking about Lonzo? Oh, you're not talking about Lonzo, you're talking about Frank. He's in the okay. 2017 NBA draft. Yeah. Right. Like, sure, okay. Whatever. Yeah, he's a lottery pick. He's a point guard lottery pick. <laughs> yeah. You're not talking about Lonzo? Uh, no. No? Sure. <laughs> uh, One of the same. So I saw a thing that the worst um, net differential for the Knicks, like the worst three players they had, the worst combination of three, was Enos Cantor, Tim Hardaway Jr., and Kevin Knox. They had they had the lowest point differential on the team. Cantor's kind of been terrible in this decline. Like, he's been really awful. This is it. This is it. This is where I call you out, Ben. <laughs> ben? Ben, this is where I call you out. I called you out last week. You weren't on the show. I heard it. You said Enos Cantor is playing like an all-star. He or was. you said he was going to be an all-star. He, he was playing like an all-star. So, um, as we know, I've never been wrong, ever. Never have I've ever been wrong. <laughs> it's time for me to eat crow, huh? It is. Um, yeah, he's been really bad. He's been bad. Just, <laughs> and even in empty, even empty, in empty situations. It, right, empty minutes, empty situations, their team is bad, and he's been terrible. I was like, Christmas Day game, breakout. No. Breakout Christmas no. <laughs> What do no. they do with him? I think he's a free agent. Yeah, I mean. They don't I, sign him? No, gosh, no. What's, what's the point? Ugh. Yeah. Let him let him go sit on the Utah Jazz bench or something. Oh gosh, maybe he can mentor mentor Deion, DeAndre Ayton on how to not play on defense right. and how to get empty points. Yeah, I mean, I hate all of that. Yeah, let him, yeah, he he can go drift away somewhere, go play back in Turkey or something. I, I don't know. Yeah, 
Man. He's been he's been really bad. He loves the Knicks more than actually anything. I, I will say that like he, I've, as I don't being know if a diehard any... Nick guy, like he is a diehard Nick guy. Dude, like, there's he's... like no one in the league that loves his team. Like no. I don't know, maybe Dirk likes his team maybe. more than Enos. But like, but maybe, but Enos is ready to fight the drop of a hat. Like you can't disrespect him or his Knicks, baby. Like like he ready he was ready to fight Giannis the other day. Like. I'm like, dude, like he's like just ready to go down. Like he's he loves his Knicks. I don't think that's a man I'd fight. Any man that could put fifty pounds of muscle on in six years, I'm cool. No, nah, and he's from Oh, Greece. I could put fifty pounds on in like one year. Yeah. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> he's like Greek. I mean Greek is like the you know like yeah, he doesn't mess yeah. around. Yeah, he's not gonna mess around with you. He's also like It's like dad strength where it's yeah. just like it's just there. It's just you there. just can't explain he's it. He's the Mortal Kombat character's like three arms, like six arms, and he just like walks in like that's Giannis. Yeah, <laughs> he's got a seventy like he's got a seven foot two reach. Like you're never gonna touch him. Yeah. You'll never get close. That's true. Tail of the tape. Yeah, you'll never get close. <laughs> Giannis John Jones, who has the longest reach now, go. Oh, Giannis, no doubt. Giannis for sure. I don't know if he could John Jones. John Jones kick him though. Yeah. <laughs> kick the mess out. <laughs> kick him for sure. Let's see it. Um, no. There was like one of the UFC games, and this is totally off topic. Like the, the second UFC THQ game they made, one of like the two of the heavyweight characters were Shaquille O'Neal and Kimbo Slice. That sounds like WrestleMania. Right. You say, that was WrestleMania. 31 WrestleMania or, or Strike Force. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, all right, guys. Um, is it resolution time. Resolution time. Yeah. Mm. Tim, yeah, start man. us off. Is this like my personal one or like basketball? I feel like we should go basketball because people don't need to know that shit. Okay, sure. Yeah. Well, first off, <laughs> your thoughts... basketball resolution. Are you hooping nowadays? Yeah, yeah, I am actually. Good. So, first off, thoughts and prayers, everyone, for this big year. It's gonna be a tough year for me. I'm turning thirty. Um, thoughts and prayers. Oh yeah, thoughts and prayers. That's true. Yeah, That's true. Yeah, T's and T's. Uh, I was. <laughs> I was already praying for you a lot before. You know? <laughs> <laughs> now the big three. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so I guess my basketball resolution is going to be, hmm, man, haven't thought about that one all that much yet. Ooh, I'll tell you what, I'm going to stick with Ben's beloved Indiana Pacers here. My New Year's resolution for the Pacers, my Pacers goal would be to get another scorer. One more. I would love that. Because I think with Old Depot, what they're getting from, from Sabonis, um, and I really, you know, whenever I just think that, like, we know, like we said, Tyreek Evans has been disappointing. Mm-hmm. I would love to see them get just another guy to come in there and knock some threes down. I know they have McDermott, but, yeah, but you know, we need I can tell you all about Doug McDermott. <laughs> so I'm going to go with the Pacers for mine. Get another score. Yeah. Ben? Um, I mean, I would love to do a resolution for my Pacers, but my resolution um, involves... James Harden. Ooh. Ooh. I would like to see him win back-to-back MVPs. Okay. Um, we just talked about Jinx, the... Jinx, you owe me a wine? You do. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, at the pace he's playing at, and I know that a lot of people have talked about, you know, he can't win without Chris Paul and all the other stuff, but let's be honest. That team has looked head and shoulders better with him as the four general and leader than they have in the last... 30 games with Chris Paul. Um, he is, he's led them in scoring. He's led them in assists. Um, they've looked better cohesively. And honestly, they've looked better defensively, oddly enough, that with Chris Paul not on the floor. I don't, 
Um, it seems like Capella could be that number two. Yeah, Capella could be the number two. And on top of that, he Capella is back to playing like Clint Capella. I mean, he's playing defense. He's getting big buckets. He's getting huge rebounds. So um, I don't think there is a better player right now uh, than James Harden. I mean, and of course, you have your Anthony Davises, you have your Embiid, you have your Durant, you have your Currys. But as of right now, there's not a guy alive that I want to have the ball in his hands right now than James Harden. Is there any chance that Houston trades Chris Paul? Mm. Not this year. All right. Yeah. I'd trade yeah. him and first round pick to the Pistons for Blake Griffin. Would you take that trade? You as, as a Pistons? Yeah. No, probably not. Yeah, I was going to say. I, I would. But you got to trade him for. I'm like trying to think who's another Max guy out there. All right. Yeah. Well, like that's there's like, only a, there's only a handful of Max. I was like that tweet the other day. It's like, would you rather who's worse, John Wall or Chris Paul? I'm like, one is 28, one is 33, right. and like just that. Now you you know you've almost kind of pigeonholed yourself. I mean, if you're the Rockets, like because with him being out, you've actually been better. And, and he's a super max guy, which means what we talked about before. At the age of like thirty-seven, you're going to owe him freaking forty-four million dollars. The Rockets are also playing like a college rotation right now. They're like eight deep. Yeah, that's it. Like, <laughs> yeah, but uh, but it, but to them, I mean, it's led to W's. I mean, they're nine oh, for and sure. one. Um, they're nine and one, and Harden is playing lights out. Which you know, bef- if you remember before Chris Paul got there, it was that was the way it was, and. You know they they were able to get deep, but they you know they weren't able to win at all. So they bring Chris Paul in, you sign him to a supermax, and you know if he doesn't get hurt, I think they they are in the finals next year or last year. I think they're in the finals, but this year, I mean, he's you can tell he's at a little bit of a decline, and Harden has played lights out still. So I don't I don't know what you do with him. All right, I guess it's my turn. Can I have two? Absolutely. Thanks, guys. I don't know if you remember this, but it's your show. Hey. Hey. Can I have 40? No. Hey. Uh, okay, my two. This first one will be quick. Memphis. Okay. Pick up the pace. Pick up the pace. Pick up the pace, Memphis. Play a little faster. Okay. You all have the second best defense in the league, mm-hmm. points per game-wise. You have the second best defense in the league, and you still – have a negative point differential. You still have a negative point differential mm-hmm. with the second best defense in the league. Please, y'all have to pick up the pace. Play faster. Please. Some, put in some buckets. Let's go. You guys added a guy whose nickname is Slow Mo. <laughs> slow Mo. And, and your nickname has grind in it. it sure just Slow Mo and grind. And just, it's, you know what I mean? It, sleep. Yeah, oh my gosh. Please pick up the pace. And my second resolution. I think we all know it. Shoot a three, you coward. Oh, my god! <laughs> Shoot a three, you coward. Oh. Shoot a three or just get traded already. I. That's a whole – that's a topic that we've talked about before. Shoot a know. three, man. Just like, do it. Shoot one. Miss one. Yeah. Miss a three. I don't care if you miss air, a, I don't care if you airball miss it. Miss a three, you coward. Yeah. I don't care if you airball it. I really don't, don't. I really don't care. I don't care if you brick it. Don't care. Don't Sh- care. Shoot I don't a three. Care if it In 2019, you should shoot a three. Yeah. If um if he does, just make sure you guys are on a microphone. We gotta do an emergency cast on that. That might be an emergency podcast yes. yeah. if he shoots a three. I'm yeah. actually serious. Absolutely. Yeah. 
It's going to be the most viewed video ever. <laughs> yeah, that'll blow up Twitter. No Philly, doubt about it'll it. It'll be like when Philly won the Super Bowl. You know what yeah. I mean? Mm-hmm. Just couches burning. People are going to have to like grease up lamp posts. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say that. Yeah, they're going to have to shut down Patty's Pub, and yeah, the whole thing's going to be nuts. So, all right. Well, uh, I appreciate you guys hanging with me. Yeah, man, absolutely. It was a good time. Always and, uh, loving on the shot and. I appreciate all you listeners out there. It's been a great year. Absolutely. Um, thank you guys. Thank you guys for giving us your time, um, giving us, you know what I mean, the, the time of day online, on Twitter, uh, following us, ch- chatting with us, talking to us. It's It's been a blast. Um, you know, we devote a lot of our free time to this, and we love interacting with you guys and making a product that you guys seem to enjoy. So, uh, if, you know, if there's anything that you guys want to hear, of course, let us know. Um, give us a review on iTunes. Five star reviews always appreciated. But uh, kind of let us know what you guys think. Let us know what you guys want to see or hear in 2019. And of course, shoot us uh, a tweet on Twitter at 48 Minutes Network, and let us know what your 2019 resolutions are for your basketball teams. Absolutely. But uh, we're looking forward to a great 2019. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank we'll, you all we'll for talk, everything. Yeah. We'll talk to you Thank guys you. then. See you guys. Thanks, guys. Good night, Uzbekistan. One, two, three. One, two, three. One, two, three. One, two, three. Check, check, check. Hey, hey, check. And I think that, that. You sound really good. Thanks, man. Uh, I got to keep up with you. You know what I mean? We're just trying two guys, trying to put together a dope podcast. Word Life. With Producer Tim. Producer Tim's in the building. Yeah, buddy. I love beats and rhymes and rhymes and beats. Makes me want to move my feet. Here we go on a Sunday night. Doing it right. NBA life. Here we are. One, two, three. Good luck, Kyle. My man. One, two, three. Here my man Tim. Going through the wine glass. Here we go. Don't make it pass. Here we go. Gotta get it done like so-so. Here we are. Here we are. Gotta get that wine dope.